You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Timeform, the trusted source of racing data and analysis, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by the Racing App, in partnership with FitzDares. Hello, good evening. Thanks for listening. It's Friday the 9th of February. My name's Charlotte Greenway. And this is episode 110 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. The vast amount of rain that we've seen over the last few days has put pay to a couple of fixtures tomorrow at Warwick and Utoxeter, but the feature meeting at Newbury goes ahead, where the ground is currently heavy. It doesn't sound like they have any concerns over abandonment, which is great news because looking through the declarations, it looks like we're going to have a really competitive day's racing. We'll come on to the feature race, the Betfair Hurdle, in a minute, but we're going to start with the Grade 2 Betfair Denman Chase over three miles at 2.05, where Shishkin will be hoping to put right his last two form figures of U and R. He was desperately unlucky in the King George last time when unseating at the second last, where he looked the likeliest winner. He looked genuine that day and there were no problems at the start. So when Nick caught up with Nicky Henderson this morning, he asked how Shishkin had been since then and whether he'd been behaving. He's been great. I mean, we've had no problems. I mean, the only issue was, yeah, he had a he had a mark on the inside of his off foreleg after the when he you know when he came back from Kempton. But that was sore, but I'm sure that's what he hit. That's for some reason. It came up like a splint, but it's gone now. And he's been very good. Everything's gone completely according to plan. We'd schooled him twice um, since in the last week. And he's been very good. He was very sharp. Yeah, really good. Um, so, so he's not been he's not been naughty or difficult or you think no, he's he's not Nick he never really, I mean he does sometimes have that sort of tendency very early on in the season we've always found that once he's had a run he's in our mm. he's in our um, um, hands if you mm. know what I mean mm. you've got him then earlier on the year he could be a bit stroppy with us sometimes okay but now he's no I mean you wouldn't butter wouldn't melt in his mouth as they might say but. I can't see there's a... I mean, the, the, the three-mile start at Newbury, again, does start going away from home, I admit, but it's, you know, there'll be somebody at the start to keep him quiet, but he was very good at Kempton, and I, I don't really see any problems. Um, gr- my famous last words. I thought you might be worried about the ground, but not, not too worried? Well, I think... The biggest problem is we've got nowhere else to go, and I can't think waiting for Ascot next weekend is going to help us. We're at two mile five. The race he won last year, but you know he's getting close enough anyway. And he's only, to be fair, we were worried at Kempton that that was his first run of the season, and he might need it. And it didn't look as if he did need it at Kempton. I mean, who was going to say probably going to take ten more strides and blow up? But it didn't look like it, did it? No. So I think he was pretty straight there, and he'll be even straighter now. So he's got to get a run in. Before, if he's going to go to the Gold Cup, he's got to get a run in now. Okay. Um, let's just talk about the ones in the Betfair hurdle. You've won. How many times have you won this? Is it six? I do know. I'm embarrassed to say I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to go back and have a look. <laughs> I think it's five or six. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and, and I, I see that uh, Nico's on on Iberico Lord, who was extremely impressive, I thought, in the Great Wood Hurdle. If he runs the same way that he did at Cheltenham, isn't he still a really well handicapped horse off 134? Yeah, I think he is quite, and I think he's respectably handicapped anyway, but bearing in mind that nobody's well handicapped in the race because of Willie's horse, mm. who is ridiculously well handicapped. Well, we think, we think, don't we? It is. It, oh, Anthony Bromley was explaining this on the podcast yesterday that they get a hundred and they get two point two times in Ireland and two times yeah. in in the UK because the Irish and the English yeah. handicappers can't work out what the right uh, multiple is yeah. for, for for French form. So I, one of them is right and one of them is wrong. But like, who knows which which one? Well, uh, yeah, I can't see that uh, he can be six pounds lower in in England than he can be in Ireland. Mm. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, if that's the case of what's going to happen come through March, we might as well all go on holiday that week and just leave it to Willie. <laughs> well, only if you've got horses that have only run in France. Weekend. Yeah. I mean, the key is that it's it only if you've got horses that have only run in France and they've got no other form yeah, to judge. I mean, yeah, we, we, we've had a fair, obviously, get a lot of these horses do come from France and some of them do have a mark that they bring over with them. Sometimes I do think they're not too harshly treated. It depends where they've been. If they've been in Otoy, they're definitely going to get you know, they take a lot of respect to those races. They t- I think they tend to feel that anywhere else is not as significant. Mm. But, it, I mean, this horse has been to Otoy several times, and it seems these mark was quite generous anyway, to be honest with you. But to be six pounds, though, it does seem to make it a bit of a mockery. Okay. Um, so, um, leaving O'Castle Dame... Yeah. Well, I mean, all, all all of yours, really. I mean, they're all interesting in in different ways. Do you do you have a hunch for one or one or the other, or do you think that Iberico the Lord is much? The Nico sort of we, we've they've split them up. Well, we've split them up. Slightly feeling that Iberico Lord and Doddy the Great are the two that will probably handle the conditions maybe better than Lucia and and under control. Lucia has got form in very, very soft ground. She won a bumper at Standdown years ago in a bog, mm. a listed bumper by 20 lengths or something. But I just sort of feel that gave us a little false pretense that she did like soft ground, and I'm not sure she does. But she was very impressive at Ascot last time, but that was quite good ground that day. She did get the run of the race too, and Iberica Law was very disappointing. Yeah. So that's But Nico's chosen him. Um, it was his choice, um, and you know that, that that's what he's going to ride. I think mainly because of the ground, and I think Doddy is the other one that um, will cope with it in the grounds that he probably wants a bit more than two miles anyway. Now, as Nicky Anderson made reference to there, the handicap mark of tomorrow's Betfair Hurdle favourite, O'Castle de Mott, trained by Willie Mullins, has been the subject of some debate after his UK handicap mark was revealed as £6 below what the Irish handicapper had allotted the French recruit. So he'll run off a mark of 133 tomorrow rather than 139 if he ran last weekend at the Dublin Racing Festival. And racing manager to the double green of Simon Muneer and Isaac Swade, Anthony Bromley, explain why this was. For the last couple of years, the English handicapper doubles the French rating from uh, kilograms to pounds. Um, and the Irish handicapper goes with a sort of 2.1, sometimes 2.2 timesing. Um, it's sort of... And just. Uh, 
it's just how a conversion. So it's not saying that he is definitely 139 horse in Ireland. That's what the mark the Irish handicap has given him. Mm. The English handicap has given him 133. Their horse is something around those ilk. I think he's got. I bought him last year to be a steeplechaser, but for next season. Um, and when we bought him, I said to Willie, we, we, "We've got to run him in England. He'll be better handicapped in England." As because I know the conversion rates, and sort of he looked at me a bit like he, you know, he gives you that little look. And um, so he was entered in the Great Word to get the mark. Uh, the aim was to run him at Christmas in the Betfair Hurdle at Ascot. And that was the plan, but he scoped a bit dirty that week and didn't come. And then the next biggest handicap in the season is the Betfair Hurdle. So that was always the plan in my mind. Um, I did just have to sell it to the Clos Sutton Maestro. He's nobody's fool. You've sold, you've no, sold, it, you've sold him with the six pounds easily. I mean, I, yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah, but he didn't know that part. And he couldn't quite believe me. So he still put him in the Leopard's Town at the Dublin Festival last Sunday. And I think that was just to prove that I was telling the truth. Because <laughs> none, of, none of you would have noticed he was 139 no. in Ireland because we'd never entered him in Ireland. And that was my other plan. But, but Willie couldn't quite just take my word for it. So he had to enter him just to see. And that's when the public have sort of switched on to this. Oh, hold on a minute. He's six pounds higher in Ireland. But he's not really. We don't know yet. We've got to run him and see. It could all bomb out. He goes nicely at home and he's a lovely prospect for steeplechasing. Literally, the idea was one or two runs this spring, and then we wait and go novice chase next year. Um, this will tell us a lot on Saturday. The rains come. I think you know he goes in soft ground. Two miles, I thought might always be a bit short for him, but that's where the big money is in the big handicap. So you've got to try him at two. I was a bit worried on Monday, thinking I was sending him any goodish ground at Newbury. It has been all season, but then the rains were coming in, so I thought that'll help. Um, he's got to cope with the tempo of a English handicap, which are. It's a sort of its own thing in its own right. Uh, however, he did. He was running in those listed handicaps at Otoy and Compiègne, which a stronger run than some of the smaller conditions races. So, And he's quite a free-running horse as well. So in his early days, he was too free. Um, but those bigger handicaps made them, were the making of him. And uh, so I think actually a good run, two-mile race, we'll, we'll see where we're going for his next run. You know, it might bounce us into which race at Cheltenham or, you know, if it's, if it's going to be a Martin Pipe or Coral Cup or a County Hurdle, I don't know. You know, those sort of ideas. Every race you do is a fact-finding mission. First race for you, that's exactly what it's going to be. But, you know, he's a little bit short in the betting now, but look, it's 155,000 race. It's great to see a big field for tomorrow's Betfair Hurdle, with 24 set to go to post after Ben Pauling's horse Tell Her the Name was declared a non-runner due to the ground, although it wouldn't be too much of a surprise to see a few more on that list come post time tomorrow. An unexposed novice who has the potential to be a lot better than his mark is Cam Sinas. However, he didn't run his race in the Tolworth on very soft ground at Aintree last time, so Nick checked in with his trainer, Fergal O'Brien, to find out how worried he was by the prospect of similar ground again tomorrow. Uh, the ground would be a worry. We'd have loved it to stay as it was, really. You know, I think a, a fast run two miles is actually ideal for him. He ran very well as a uh, head-up when he won the grade two. And interestingly enough, you know, I spoke to Keenan Woods yesterday and, you know, there, uh, Ben Pauling's horse that, that would, you know, 
pulled up in the in the in the um, entry race. Also, you know, he came out and won very well. You know, the other day at uh, Huntingdon. So, um, yeah, look, it would love the ground to stay soft, uh, to stay good, but um, the, the weather forecast doesn't look kind to us. But we'll see how we go. Okay, who's going to ride for you? Uh, Jack Hogan will ride. Uh, Paddy's banned, and uh, uh, Jack Jack Hogan will take the three off. Yeah, so he's ridden a few winners for. For, for Noel uh, and David Cross. So, um, yeah, so they were, they were happy to give Jack a roll of the dice. Well, Dan Skelton has three declared in the Betfair hurdle and the outsider of the three has Heidi Palin jocked up, who claims seven and it's a great opportunity for her to partner Favoir in a race of this nature. And so when Nick put a call into Dan to find out about all his runners this weekend, he started by asking about Heidi and the experience she'd had so far. Heidi's worked for us for a good few years now and took out her amateur license, started off in point to point, built up from there, um, won hunter chases. Um, she has had plenty of rides over hurdles as well. I can't be sure that she's had a winner over hurdles, but the, he, he, I know it's it's a two mile, you know, 20 something runner race um, and there's not going to be much room, but Favour knows what he's doing and, um, you know, he gets the pleasure of seven pound off his back, which will be helpful. Okay, and is he in good form? I mean, do you ever know whether he's in good form? Uh, he's in good form, but how that translates to race time is up to him. He, I've, I have asked him in the past, and he, he won't tell us. Okay, can you tell me about what, how the other two, how the other how the other two are going to run? Nickerbocka Glory and Lotus Sud. Um, I think Lotus Sud. Um, he, he, I think he's a good horse, and uh, his work is certainly suggests so. Obviously, it was very disappointing back in the autumn in the Great Wood, but he had ulcers afterwards, uh, so we treated him for those. And I think he's got a chance. And now you've got to forgive him that last run, but there is a medical reason for why he he would have underperformed. Now, whether that has a long term psychological effect, we will only find out as time goes by. But <clears throat> I think you know, with ulcers, obviously, once they're gone, they're gone. Um, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason why he, he should underperform, really. Um, and Nickelbacca Glory, the more rain, the better. He, he's, you know, he he loves nearly unraceable conditions. So, um, how much, how long the rain will last, who knows? But um, you know, the more it rains, is the better for him. Yeah, it is raining and raining and raining and raining some more. And there's more forecast. That's good news for Protector at surely in the Denman Chase. Uh, that's a a reasonably quick run back after the Lompresse defeat. But he clearly has taken it well, has he? He has. We're doing things slightly differently with him now. Obviously, he's running a little bit more regularly. It's you know, there's a, there's an obviously long ongoing debate and 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 the comments about how often horses run. Um, and I think the truth of it is, is, you know, when he was winning the Betfair and 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 you know being you know going down a, a specific route that was obvious for all to see, you don't run them as much because you're getting things right and the horse is getting it right and the horse is winning and you know you 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 pick your targets. But you know when things don't go quite according to plan, you have to change things up. And I think that's when you can sort of start to run more. And he's clearly he's clearly doing well off the back of that. Okay, he hasn't won, but he carried a big number around. Um, you know, carried a big handicap mark round Cheltenham um, in December and ran really well in the Fleur de Lis. And I'm very, very happy with him coming into this. We take on a new rival, um, but you can't pick your you can't pick your rivals. Um, but you know, I'm I'm very happy with Protector. Out. Are you still thinking you're going to run him in the Gold Cup? I just need to talk to the owners about all that. We've we've obviously it was scratching stage this week for the Gold Cup and the Ryanair, and I left him in both. Okay, so the Ryanair is a possibility if it came up a little later. Well, I think it's up for discussion because let's see what happens. 
let's see what happens on Saturday. You know, you just don't know. I mean, races can cut up, races can fall apart, and horses can change. And you know, I, I, I you know, like I say, when you know exactly what you're doing and you have one plan, you just stick to one plan. When you're in the position you are with him, where you know others have slightly superior form or superior, you know, superior handicap marks and things like that. You know, it's not quite as obvious. It's easy when you've got one of the best ones because you just it's plain sailing. You just go down one route. But you know, when things change, you you have to change with them. And the best way to get the most out of horses at that point is just be fluid. That's all for the Saturday edition this week. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the weekend, and Nick will be back with you on Monday morning. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you by Timeform the trusted source of racing data and analysis by the Racehorse Owners Association and by the racing app in partnership with Fitstairs. <laughs>